Okay, beautiful. I think we are live. I'll start Instagram. Yep, we are live. I think we're all good. Very much welcome. Welcome. It is uh, Tuesday night. It is the second episode of the Benjamin Wall Show. We've got a lot um, going on tonight, actually. We've got a lot of news coming out over the last week. A lot of very sad, soppy news that I will get onto very much immediately. Um, uh, and more questions from you, more questions from probably myself. Not a, as many this week. I pretty much answered most of them last week, but, um, but we'll get on to a few of them this week anyway. It's going to be pretty, it's going to be pretty fun anyway. Um, all right. So, but we do have from, uh, I'll try it again. Um, we do have, um, we'll start with the poll that I might actually chuck on there. I just got to remember to do that actually. Um, let me see. So the poll is going to be website and Facebook page. Let's see that. Yes. The website, by the way, is going to be like personal. It's going to pretty much have everything I've always wanted on it. Um, so we'll see how we go. Um, and the Facebook page is just going to be something that I needed to, um, work out. I tried to do it today and I got to the end of it and I was like, nah, no thanks. Okay. Um, no, okay, but welcome to the show. Very good afternoon, very good evening to everyone. Um, so topics we got is the American Airlines and Delta Airlines, both retiring major fleet types. We'll get right on to that. Um, South African Airways is pretty much going to cease operations and be replaced by a brand new carrier. Going to be, um, uh, we'll look into that. Um, Emirates, what do they do with 200 grounded aircraft? Pretty much a all their A380s and heap of 777s. Um, Qatar Airways 787 collides with their A350. We're going to watch the footage of that in a major storm, which doesn't happen very often in the, um, uh, Arab, um, in the Arab Peninsula there, um, because it usually only rains seven days a year in, um, that part of the world, and Norwegian Air to be kept alive, we'll get into that later on, because that's a major one, and then we've got Q&A and, uh, stuff like that at the end. Right here. Now we'll start. Um, we'll start with the biggest news to me for the week, and that is American Airlines has bid farewell to five different fleets types. What I'll do is I'll chuck that over the top, actually. I'm still trying to work out how this is going to work. I think I'll chuck that over the top there. There we go. So, American Airlines has announced plans to accelerate their retirement of their older, more fuel-efficient aircraft. Um, it's a very bad day if you're an American Airlines fan like myself. It really is a bad day. Um, last month, American Airlines has announced plans to accelerate the retirement of some older, less fuel-efficient fleet sooner than organised. They have officially retired, as of what was it, the last Thursday, they officially retired the Embraer 190 Boeing 767 fleets, which were originally meant to retire by the end of this year. But then we did know that the, those, both those fleets were going to be brought forward to the end of June, but now they're gone. And they've also accelerated the retirement of the 757s and 330s and the CRJ200s, which I'll get onto that one in a minute because the CRJ200 is a very interesting aircraft type to um, 
to work out actually when you think about it. Um, yeah, they remove operating complexity because they're not very, and cost savings, they're not very fuel efficient aircraft to begin with. Um, it'll also help American focus on flying more advanced aircraft, like the 321neo, the Boeing 737 Max, when that comes back, we'll see when that comes back, and um, 787, and it's more simple as it's, um, uh, and mainline um, narrowbody fleet, that's what I was meant to say. Jeez, I'm having a good, I'll tell you, I've had a, I've been out of it all day, really tired. So, forgive me if I'm a little bit off, I've slept most of the day, I slept all night last night, I slept most of the day today, so. Um, so, we start with the Airbus A330-300, which used to be in US Airways, so US Airways for the little international runs they used to do, like to London, a couple of others, Paris and, um, New York, uh, Paris and, um, yeah. So predominantly you used to see the 330s either out in New York, Philadelphia or Charlotte. They were your three ones. And that's the same when American um, took them when they merged with US Airways in 2013. So yeah, and there's nine of them going. And it's a bit of a shame because uh, now I don't have a reason to fly American um, Aerosoft Airbus anymore. Uh, 330. Mainly for transatlantic routes with some domestic service, yeah. But you, but they've got enough 200 models to sort of negate that now. Here's the big one. The Boeing 757-200. Joined the America West Fleet in 1987, which then merged into US Airways, which then merged into American, and American in 1989. 34 in the fleets of January 1st, 2020. They had as many as 150, 180 at one stage. Uh, mainland domestic Hawaii, transatlantic and Latin America was their main, and um, I'll show you photos of that anyway. The old 757. I miss it. I've got a model of it right here. Yeah, the American Boeing 757. And it's one of the two airlines that got me into it in the first place, so it's a very, very sad day for that. And I'll show the other airliner in a minute, because they got retired at the end of last year, in September or October of last year. So that's it in its new livery, which... Yeah, give or take. But then you see it in the new, the old livery, which is still, in my mind, the best livery ever put on an aircraft. No two ways about it. This American 757 livery was the best livery ever put on a passenger aircraft. Just unbelievable. Just the chrome, the blue, red, and the white. And this is before, this is when they still called them luxury liners or luxury jets. It's uh, it's a shame they're gone. Actually, it really is. It's um, hearts back to a golden time in aviation when you used to see them glistening in places like Miami. And um, yeah, it's 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 very very sad. Actually, it really is sad that you'll never ever see that. I'll 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 go to the states and I'll never ever see a 757 in American Airlines colours ever again. It's it's a very sad feeling. But it's the same when you think of the Boeing 767, which is also gone. Which Press statement, joined American in 1988, 17 were flying as of January 1st, I think they had, they had 60 200s and they had probably over 100 300s, mainly fully transatlantic with some domestic Hawaii in Latin America, so, yeah, but they used to be, um, they were big money earners on trips, domestically, transcons back in the day, and um, into Europe, yeah, again, what an amazing livery on an aircraft, it really is amazing. It really is incredible. Um, 
Oh, sorry. Yeah, okay. Maybe I should not have done that. <laughs> I should have done it actually here. <laughs> There's blooper number one for me. Okay. Okay, so. Um, Emperor 190. So, yeah, and then the, in the new livery as well, 350AN. Yeah, I like the 767. It was a good aircraft. It was a very good aircraft. Uh, that's one of the 33300s and 274AY. Great aircraft. Anything, anything. So, yeah, Embraer 190, which um, for you Virgin fans, you would have come to absolutely love the 190 when Virgin Australia were flying them. Um, I never flew on one, by the way. I've flown on a 175 with American, but I've never flown on a 190. Join USA, and they got that. That was another porto from USA Airways as well. 20 190s in the fleet as of this year. Flew domestic routes with uh, extensive support for, well, shuttle slash. Yeah, they're mostly East Coast operations. You, uh, so you're very hard pressed to actually ever see one. I've only flew like LaGuardia, Boston, Philadelphia, that sort of area. And the CRJ-200, or as, uh, this is one aircraft that my mate Joe Brooks would be rejoicing is gone. Because these little, these little things were absolutely terrible in every single way, and, um, is a rejoice that they're gone. Let me just put that one. These things are just absolutely pants, and I do not like them one bit. Neither does the rest of the aviation industry. We're very happy that they're gone. No complaints about that one. Flew for PSA. All 19 are gone. Mainly flew east, uh, east Coast with Charlotte, North Carolina. Charlotte, DC and Philadelphia. But the other big one was from Delta. To retire their MD-88s and MD-90s. Now, um, they were both meant to be... Um, uh, going at the end of this year, um, but then, they, yeah, this all happened, and they're all going in July, so it's the last you will see of a, a McDonnell Douglas flying, it's very, very sad, so yeah, there's an MD-80, there's an MD-88, sorry, I've still got vinegar in my, in my chest a little bit, um, yeah, so you've still got Delta, uh, it's an MD-88, and the MD-90, yeah, so they're going as well, the last, but this is an old American Airlines MD-80 that left in sometime last, uh, it was September, I think it was in September, late September last year, and it was a Southfest, it really was, like, um, I think they'd already announced the retirement, no, they haven't, no, I don't, I can't remember, I can't remember whether they announced the retirement while, before I went to the States, but I remember seeing many of these birds while I was over there, and I was like, Mate, what an amazing aircraft. Just what an amazing aircraft. I love the thing so much. And it's just a shame that it's all gone. It really is. So, yeah. Um, sadly, it's just the way it is. It's just the way the aviation climate is at the moment. I'll go back to full screen there. Yeah, mate. It's the way the world is. And um, it's a very big shame, though. It really is a very big shame that this is all gone. Yeah, reminiscing about the American Airlines, especially the 757, 767, which were just legendary in their fleet. Really just were absolutely, like, ab geeks around the world are absolutely crying at this moment in time. They really are. Okay, 
moving on. Um, the South African Airways to be replaced with a new national airline. The South African government has officially moved to shut down SAA to form a new national airline. Well, there you go. <laughs> SAA is going to be known more, and I really don't know what this means. Um, having SAA cease operations isn't a surprise to anybody. They've been struggling for years and years and years with outdated products, really bad products, um, and just, just no, the demand just hasn't been there. Um, uh, they've mismanagement, probably even saying this, a little bit of corruption, but it's government run as well. Um, but yeah, they just cannot. Yeah, they just could not survive, which is a shame because even though that the A350s they were using were like Air Mauritius, and that's probably half their issue, is that they really didn't have anything that was actually theirs, and that's a major, major shame. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's a very sad day for the whole republic that SAA is going to shut down. We are now going to witness the emergence of the new airline. Which they haven't really said anything about. Um, yeah, where are we? This thing, the old SA is dead. Well, yeah, they haven't said really anything about the new airline, what it's going to be called, if it's going to be called South African, or whether they're just going to restructure. But it's like they're ceasing one, but then building the next one out of the one that's just been ceased. It, it makes not much sense, in all fairness. So, yeah. Very interesting time for South African, um, with SAA being ceased, and then whatever this new government's half government, half private owned entity is going to be out of South Africa. Um, but not unexpected at all. Probably a little bit sad, but not unexpected. Moving on. Um, what Emirates does with 200 grounded aircraft, including 130. 20A380s. Here's what you do. We're chilling, um, yeah, so they've chucked a hundred, so out of the 218 aircraft that they've wrapped and they've chucked, um, in storage for time being, they've got 117 at DWC, which is Dubai World Central, so if anybody's ever been to Dubai, so you've got the main Dubai airport, and then over the other, then about 30 miles away, um, over the other side of the city, you've got a place called Dubai World Central, which mainly handles Fly Dubai, a few other low-cost carriers that probably can't afford to get to Dubai, um, and their cargo ops. Um, and so yeah, and then they've got 101 of their aircraft sitting at the main airport. Um, so yeah, so of course they, so the way they sort of, I don't really want to go totally down the rabbit hole, how you store an aircraft, long-term storage of an aircraft, because, yeah, it's scheduled heavy maintenance and just wrapping everything up to make sure it doesn't actually um, happen. But you start the engines up every week, but, yeah. But that's how Emirates are dealing with that. They're chucking so many aircraft at DWC, it's ridiculous. If you saw Dubai World Central, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. I really like... Um, yeah, it's a shame. I really want to see them flying soon because, uh, yeah. Yeah, I really want to go. 
sorry, I cannot. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Now, we're going to... Now, Qatar Airways 787 collides with the A350. I've got video footage of this, so I'm going to go back to... There. Hello. Um, so, have a look at this. This is actually ridiculous. Yeah, so have a look at this. It's not great footage, but it's good CCTV. So, you got this one. It's chopped up. Everything's been done correctly. So, this, this is one... This is probably one every... Five-year storm at least for um, do uh, for Doha. It doesn't happen that often. Usually, the average rainfall it only rains seven days a year over there. This is incredible. Like, have a look at this. It pushes the aircraft out, and then just and then it just moves it into the side of the um, A350 that's parked next to it. Oh, it's actually surreal viewing. In all fairness, like. Is actually ridiculous. Nip straight into the um. Straight to the A350 that's sit, sitting there. Yeah, causing some pretty substantial damage at the end of the day. I'll get out of that if I can. That's. There you go. Uh, dual screens. It's an absolute wonder, isn't it? I'm going to get out of there. There we go. Yeah. And the aftermath is, uh, with composite aircraft, that's nearly, nearly a write-off. Even that. doesn't look that bad, but with a composite aircraft, there's a lot underneath it. So if you hit a composite aircraft, even, like, if I ran a, um, pallet loader into a composite aircraft, like, the outside, it will just, it'll flex. But behind it, there's a lot of damage. So there's going to be... Geez, I don't know how many million dollars worth of aircraft just from that seemingly small hit. That could be hundreds, that could be tens of millions of dollars worth of damage. And, yeah, hopefully that aircraft's fixable. That's the first thing. These composite aircraft, are, that's one thing you can say about these composite aircraft. Looks fine on the outside, but underneath it's destroyed. It really is. So, um, yeah. Yeah, so the 787-8, it was only five years old, and the A350 was, yeah, I can't even say, it doesn't say, is it? I can't find it, yeah, yep, and Japan Airlines does the same thing, rotates 90 degrees in high winds, so it's not, an, it's not, it's not the worst thing to happen, it's not, it's not unheard of, but yeah, you just, well, you have to lock these planes down. You just have to. Yeah. Yeah, so there's that. Right. Uh, and finally, Norwegian. Now, Norwegian's been a talking point in the aviation world for a very long time. Um, with their... Um, with their constant financial trouble. They have been struggling to keep themselves alive for so long. Um... The low-cost airline Norwegian secured a more positive future for itself after getting a, its bondholders to agree to a substantial debt equity swap. So yeah, so by the sounds of it, creditors will have more than 900 converted into equity. Well, uh, okay. Yeah. And government support. That's not too bad, actually. That's not too bad for Norwegian. Shells, uh, yeah. Let me have a look. Yeah. So... In all fairness, this financial side of things is not my cup of tea at all. I really 
don't understand this side of things, but it's good to see that Norwegian have narrowly avoided bankruptcy. As it says right there, they've narrowly done it. They've been struggling, they've been threatening it for so long now, it's ridiculous. But they've narrowly avoided it. And it's all good at the end of the day. But, um, we'll see. It was With COVID-19 and the way they were saying it, we thought, yeah, Norwegian were finished. But they couldn't survive. They've been struggling for so long. But now we'll see. The deal's done and we'll see um, how Norwegian goes. In all fairness, they're a good airline. I wouldn't fly transatlantic, but maybe even into Europe would probably not be too bad. Um, but yeah, but no, they, they deserve to be around and their fares are really, really good. Just have realistic expectations. So if they do survive, here you go. Right, so that's enough of the stories. Um, yeah, that's enough of the news stories. I don't even know how this has gone in the end of the day. So let me have a look. Uh, Paul didn't even work. <laughs> uh, this is weird. Right, moving on. Um, now we go to now we go pretty much to Q and A's and story time with me. Um, favorite domestic destination. Well, that's pretty. Um, that's a little bit trickier than first said. I, oddly enough, and a lot of people absolutely scream at me saying, "What is it, are you thinking?" I really like Wagga Wagga. I really, really like Wagga. There's something about Wagga Wagga that I really, really like. I've been to Perth. I really, really like Perth. I like. I like Adelaide. I'm a massive fan of Adelaide. Uh, Melbourne's pretty nice as well. Phillip Island's great. That's very difficult, actually. Um, yeah, I don't know. What's my favourite? Perth's really quiet. I like Perth. As a capital city, I like Perth. Perth's very, very quiet. Very, very quiet. Um, yeah. Um, worst road trip... Oh, God, don't even get me started on this. So, worst road trip ever. Um, now, this is quite simple. So, this was back in 2018. There's a big backstory behind this. So, in 2018, I went to um, Adelaide. Um, and when I went to Adelaide, um, I didn't want to go. In the first instance, I didn't want to go. Beach mission was going on. I was very heavily invested in that. I didn't want to go. I ended up flying down two days after everyone drove down. And then I then we all drove back. From Adelaide to Evans is a very long way. It's two days drive. Through most of it was through nothing. Through absolutely nothing. Um, like dirt highway, Newell highway, and then across the lands over into Pacific, it's just an awful drive. I got to hang, it's like, why didn't we fly? This is ridiculous. I hate this with a passion. I did, and yeah, it, it was a horrible road trip. It really, really was. Um, yeah. Yeah, so yesterday was a big day, actually. Uh, I joined the army five years ago yesterday. What started the, uh, I don't regret a thing about the army, I really don't, but it was a, it was a hard time. 
the hard top mob was uh, definitely not suited to it at all. But I don't regret a thing about what happened in the army. Um, I, I learned a lot about myself in that time over there. And yeah, it's crazy that five years has gone past. Like yesterday, five years. Today, five years ago, at 7.25, I'd be getting absolutely... I would have just arrived at Kapuka about three hours ago. I'd be getting absolutely shafted by about now. Had my hair cut, eating a rat pack. Oh, God, don't get me started. Not rat pack, um... Hotbox. Oh, those things are horrible, by the way. You'll learn... You'll learn if you ever go to Kapuka. Yeah, because you go to... You get your hot boxes when you go out field. Well, not yeah, sort of when you go out field. When you go out on um, grenades and um, shooting runs and all that sort of stuff, they are just horrible. But, yeah, but compared to something to be nice. But yeah, yeah. So I did that five years ago. What an amazing, amazing thing to happen. It really is. Okay, I want to give some shoutouts here. So. Some shout-outs to great content creators. And so, on the gaming side of things, oh, Chewy94, for sure. Absolutely brilliant. School, met both these guys last year when I was in Orlando. Um, absolutely brilliant guys. Uh, brilliant. Both English. Absolutely. And, yeah, so my recommended, yeah, it, Quarantine Entertainment is, yeah, go and check out their streams, um, they stream, well, Chewy mainly is Flight Sim, uh, Paul is, does a bit of everything, actually, uh, simulation, these are all simulation, um, but also have their YouTube as well, it's very, very good, um, yeah, um, and then Aviation Travel, now, now, Jeb Brooks is amazing, absolutely brilliant, um, he's based in Greensboro, North Carolina. Um, he's unbelievable. He's absolutely brilliant. Um, Dennis Bunnick, he's based in Adelaide. The, you can go and check out all their YouTube channels. They're absolutely brilliant. Um, and then you've got Sandspot. He's based in, um, San, S-A-N. Okay, if anyone can tell me what airport that is. That is San Diego. Um... Yeah, I'm a, actually, pay, I actually spot on Patreon, actually, just to give you that. Um, and, yeah, Paul, Paul Lucas, Paul Lucas is great. His videos are actually in Australia right now, even though he's back in the UK, he's just got a massive backlog of videos he's trying to get through. Um, so, yeah, so they're all absolutely great content creators that if you need something to watch, need some inspiration, Go and watch them for sure. Um, yeah, Cody, you can get a watch it. <laughs> of course you can. Jeez, oh, my BNK boys are back, aren't they? Um, I'm going to give you a hypothetical. Very quickly. Very quickly, I'm going to give you a very quick hypothetical. You won the lotto. What's the first thing you'd do? First thing I would do, personally, before I do anything else, and this is probably how you know that I've won the lotto, is I'd turn up to work in an M5 BMW. I'd, the moment I'd do it, I'd run straight up to Goldie, go straight into a BMW dealer, and say, got a BMW? Here's the cash for the BMW, I want it right now. So I'd go up and I'd buy a BMW. That's an M5. That's the, that's the answer to the question. 
what car would I actually want to have if I had to buy a car right now? It would be a BMW M5. I love those things. Those things are actually amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that's about all I've got for myself, actually. Um, yeah, I didn't actually have that much this week. But in this time of COVID, there is really not a lot going on. Sadly, we've only been going on for not even half an hour as well. And I've completely gone through everything. There's only so much I can say about, um, Retiring airline fleets. Uh, anybody got any questions that they want to uh, get me to answer? Oh, what's in the big box? Actually, very good point. Uh, what's in the. Um, so, in the big box. That big box is something that came in yesterday that I spent a lot of money on. It's my new flight yoke. <laughs> my flight simulator. So that's what was in that box. Yeah, so that came yesterday. I'm not going to tell you how much it is. You can search on um, search online how much this thing is. But this thing, I've already done a couple of flights with her in the Boeing. She's really, really good. I, I used it when I was over in Orlando, so... When I was over in Orlando... See, when I was over in Orlando, that was in, like, early access shish. And... Um, I got to have a couple of really, really good goes at it, and it was absolutely brilliant. It's a really nice flight control system, and I haven't used it for nearly a year, but then I used it yesterday, had a little fly of the Boeing, and it felt really, really weighty. It felt really, really good, so, no, very happy with that choice, actually, very, very happy. Um, I didn't have anything else prepared, let me have a look. So if there's anything else that I can actually try and bring up. You know what? There is one more bit of news that I was hoping I wouldn't have time to get to, but I think I might actually have to do it. Qantas Group have just uh, given us an update. I didn't really want to bring this up in all terms. Really didn't want to. Um, so Qantas have... Um, Secured, well, I've pretty much kept everyone else on standout for two more months until the end of June, I think it is. Um, yeah. Uh, extension of flight cancellations for June and July is what it is. Um, we'll just have to see. Um, scope to restore, but they are looking to restore services as demand gets back into it, which is good. Um, the Qantas Group has continued to strengthen the ability to deal with short and likely long-term impacts of coronavirus. Well, let's put it this way. I'm hoping to go back to one flight a day by middle of July, start of August, probably. Hopefully we get back to one flight a day. I need to, I need to. it's starting to drive me nuts. <laughs> I'll get onto that in a second, actually. Um, yeah, it's just updates on liquidity, like, it's in a very good state financial wise yeah ongoing flight cancellations and yeah and stand downs pretty much both of them going into July at the moment or end of June so yeah there you go but possibility of us also going to New Zealand soon which isn't that bad but I wouldn't be doing it like wait until probably October I, but I think Ardern's not that I've heard reports that she's keen, and then I've heard also reports she's not keen about 
restarting traveling to New Zealand, so... Um, actually, wait a second, this might be interesting. Qantas Group Statement on Virgin Australia and... Okay, yeah. <laughs> Qantas Group Statement on Virgin Australia entering voluntary administration. Click on it, and it doesn't exist. It's like, yeah, that was too good to be true. I really wanted to use it. See what their side of it. Um, but I'm not going to go through that, because that could actually be very, very controversial. I could actually offend people if I was to go through the Qantas version of it. So I'm not going to. Um... But yeah, um, what was on about? <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, I don't think we'll be going in uh, New Zealand in the next maybe two months. I think start of August. I think everything's gonna probably fall in line with the end of Ju sometime in July, start of July, middle of July, end of July, start of August. That's probably where I think everything's gonna probably roll itself around onto at the moment anyway. Um, but yeah, as I was saying. But, yeah, back to, um, the same time. Just, I don't, I don't know. Just, for me, I've been flight simming, I've been tracking on American truck. Watch stuff, read a book. Even I've read a book. And that's unheard of. Anybody who went to school with me, which there probably are a few of you in there, you prove to them that I have not read a book for a very, very long time. Probably since I was in year 10 or year 11. See, so, no, not in year 11. No, I went into, went into the, uh, uh, bottom class when I went to year 11. Did HSC for five weeks and then decided, no. Choosing three humanity subjects was a big mistake. And then ended up in the bottom class, but in the end it, uh, hasn't really done anything for me. That's it. Hasn't really affected anything. Still had a great time with ever since I left school, so, yeah. But that's a pretty indictment of the public school system in Australia. Now, just, if you want to exercise, that's something I haven't been doing a lot. I've been doing a little bit of exercising, but I haven't been doing a lot. I'd say exercise is definitely a big thing. For me, I've been sitting too much on the computer, flying and trucking, and it's a good, that's a good way to do it as well. Um, but one thing I will say is that... Uh, you just, um, you just, it starts to play in your head. Like, the last few days, I can see myself getting moody. You can see yourself getting a little bit, I hate to use the word, but probably depressed a little bit. And my point is, you stay in your house, you talk to the same three people every day, until you go to work, and then you see, like, then I go and see, well, this week's a bit different, because we got new PSM, I don't think that's it, I think, and new leading end. So we got PSM I've never met before, and Mason, it's the leading end. Then you go and see um, Zach, Mikhail, Luke, and Cody, whichever one of them is on it, it's just amazing, it's great, two and a half hours. It's two and a half hours, and then you get to the end of it, and you think to yourself, it's over, and it's like, you have another week of... Absolute utter, yeah. I, as you can see, I'm a person who needs to get back to work because all I've done today is sleep. But I think that's my body saying something's really wrong here as well. Private power working for a company like Qantas. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, Qantas were great. In all fairness, I really enjoyed working there. I would have stayed there if I had to, if I, if I could. I couldn't at the end of the day. I had to get out and come home. Didn't end up becoming an issue, I ended up getting a job at Oceania two days later. 
But, um, and working at Cooley and Ballina. But, favourite thing about Qantas. Oh, jeez, that's rough. The, mate, I made so many friends there, it was ridiculous. I have so many people I can call friends. Just the people you get to meet and you get to work with. It's, but it's the same in anywhere in aviation. Cooley, yes and no. I've got a few mates at Cooley, but probably they're not as... Yeah, it's a different sort of culture. Ballina, Ballina, we're like that. Ballina, we're like, we're like that. You can't break us Ballina guys up. Once you're in that Ballina mould, you'll never get out of that Ballina mould. Um, but it all comes down to responsibility. Like, I should grab my ASIC, but I'll serve in the other room. Um, yeah, it's a responsibility you have. And this frees on to another point. I know a lot of people have. If you work in Grand Crew or anything like that. Grand Crew possibly might even go to Cabin Crew as well. And Grand Crew. Customer service. Eurasic isn't a right. It is most definitely a privilege. So don't screw with that privilege. And what I mean is. Do your job properly. Do your job properly. Don't half-ass your shit. Um, yeah, don't cause multitudes of issues for everybody else. Do your job because, yes, it can be taken away as long as fast as you can get it. Yeah, but that's also something in aviation. There's always someone watching. That's the thing, I think Qantas is too big to have a favourite part, like loading the aircraft is great, the responsibility of loading the aircraft is the knowledge that these are some of the most, like, especially working over at Domestic, these are the, these are the queen flights, these are the biggest flights that they have. And, yeah, these are memorable flights, like doing, what's the most memorable Domestic flights? Are on Qantas as well, and the A330s pretty much. I've done a heap of the A330s, and yeah, person, sh yeah, it's good. It is really, really good. Yeah, that's a very hard question to answer. The people, though, are amazing. Like, you get into a mold there, and you know, I mean, you've got people that, yeah, you're always going to be around, you're always going to be with, and it's always brilliant. That's one thing I will say. Um, yeah. Yeah, what else have I got? Um, anybody got anything else for me? Because, um, I'm really starting to scratch the bottom of the barrel here. Um, let me just try and see if I can find something. Actually, well, going back on last week, um, I want to have a look at the Qantas 747. So, I want to have a little bit of a in the comments, give me a bit of a poll. Because I want to see which one is better. That. So, I'll get, bring these two aircraft types up. Tell me which livery is better. Because I've pretty much made my decision. But, they're both amazing liveries. So. In the comments, tell me whether the yeah okay wrong one. <laughs> I actually put it on that. Tell me whether the 
Qantas 747 from the 1970s livery is better. The old uh, one that's on XZP in a 7.3 right now, which is amazing. Love this livery. I remember reading a book with this livery in it. Uh, it's like when I was probably in the start of high school. I was like, that is amazing. It looks incredible. But I would have just thought, what would have it been like back in the 1970s to board an air Border 747, that, and just looking at it and just thinking to yourself, what an amazing aircraft that looks like. It really is amazing. I, I love, I just love the look of that. And you, here's the thing. Um, the first ever Qantas main 73 I ever went on was um, XZP. So the first ever Qantas 73 I went on actually had that livery on it. And it's one of the, as I said, it's one of the best two liveries in history. The other one is that, the American Airlines 757 that we saw at the start, saying that they're all gone now. I still think that's better, but what an amazing two aircraft you've got there. Two aircraft that you could have on the wall forever, and you could just think to yourself, they both look incredible. Um, it's a shame that, yeah, that the metal livery is pretty much gone out of Americans, but there might be a couple of 7.3s that still have it, and that's it. Um, and XOP is the only one with that livery. And I still believe they're the best two airline liveries in history. It's just, it really is amazing. I just love the look of that. And I also love the look of that. Yeah. There you go. Just thought I'd chuck that in as well. Yeah, just thought I would chuck that just two cents in. Yeah, what have we got? 42 minutes. I think that's I think that's long enough. I think we pretty much got through everything we need to get through. Okay, I think I'm going to leave it there, guys. It's not going to be too long, at least you guys don't have to. Uh, I'll give you guys an early mark, just like Skomo saying he's going to give us an early mark on Friday so we can go back and have parties and stuff. Because literally, I'll say this, I'll say this big warning. The moment that everything's lifted and my work guys say, we're going for a party, bang. I don't care how long it's going to be, everything drops, I go for that party and whenever we come back is whenever we come back. So I'm so looking forward to that day that we can go back and we can just get absolutely... No, I don't drink, but I can watch them get absolutely... It's just amazing. Oh, I cannot... I've been waiting three months ever since I started there to actually have a night out with those guys, and um, I can't wait for that night out, actually. I really cannot wait for that night out. And I'll drop everything within three seconds, and I'll be saying, I'll be in Ballina in half an hour. We're going to have probably the night of our lives once it's all over. Yeah. All good. Okay. I think that is, unless anyone has a question for me, in about five seconds, I think that's where we'll leave it for tonight. Um, thank you again for watching. Thank you again for contributing. Um, I hope to uh, see you guys again next week. Same. I'm not going to do a Linus. No, you can you can watch Wayne's show if you want to hear the hear the old uh, Batman line, but um. Now, I'll see you guys same time next week, 7pm, for another one of my 45-minute uh, to a half-hour rambling.
about the aviation industry and sort of what's wrong about it. Thank you, and I hope you have a very good rest of your week. Thanks.